guys just threw on your outfits this morning, I feel like? I woke up in my outfit because I had late uh, practice last night with the Dodgers, but... This is How'd my it go? Hit any home Every, runs? I only hit home runs, darling. Welcome to the Masterpod episode two, everybody. We are eating popcorn, and we're doing this live outside. Live from the backyard, sunny Austin, Texas here. Uh, yeah, nobody's watching. Behind us, Bonesaw's fiance Colleen is doing a makeup trial run with our friend Sasa. For the wedding. For Bonesaw's wedding and with Colleen. Ju- and just down the street, every other musician in town and in the entire country is getting crazy for South by Southwest, except for us. Yeah, South by Southwest is in town. There's a lot going on. We should maybe do a live studio audience Masterpod could, at South by Southwest. We should go downtown and do a live Masterpod from South by Southwest. Do you mean just set up just without any plans and just see if people come listen? Yeah, we can get some like uh, some, you know, research. What's it what's it called? R and D? Yeah, a little R and D from the from Reconnaissance. The Talk about see if we can find any true South by Southwesters who saw Mastodon in any of their South by Southwest appearances. Oh, we could take it to the streets and just do yeah. street interviews. Yeah, see if any true true Mastodoners are in town who saw them at Auditorium Shores or in some of their previous performances, which I didn't see either. That's right. Um, several years ago, they played at Auditorium Shores, which is a big park by the lake that runs through, um, it's really a river, that runs through the middle of Austin. Yeah, And Public show. Enemy opened for them. No, Public Enemy was the night before Mastodon was the headline of the second day. Oh, even better. Two days of This excellence. year it's like not hardcore stuff. It's like Scott Byram. And some other guy. Okay. I don't know much about Scott Byram, but I don't want to talk about him. No, he's cool, but he's not Mastodon. Yeah, I want to talk about Mastodon. Well, you're in the right place, Hogue. Yeah. So, uh, oh, here comes our cat, Hey Bill. Since we're outside, uh, creature beasts can come up and say hello to us. Let's start with this. Here's a little Mastodon tidbit. So, we recorded the Mastpod. Okay, so, we played in Atlanta about a year ago. And at, at a place called, I can't remember, a really good club. And I saw that Brent had just Instagrammed a picture from Atlanta, where he's from. So I commented on it and said that we were playing... Varsity Theater. Nope, that's Baton Rouge. So I commented right. that we were playing at this place and that he should come by. And, which he did not, but I was rewarded with a follow by Brent Hines, which was, made me freak out. Amazing. And I put him on the guest list on your suggestion. Just in case. Mm-hmm. And actually, during our show, somebody came in who looked like him, and I stopped the show, and I said, is that Brent Hines? Which was the stupidest thing to do if he actually wasn't there. Right. I didn't think about that. But it wasn't him. But anyway, flash forward a couple months, and I was playing guitar, working on some technique. Some of it was borrowed from Brent Hines, like a little uh, hybrid picking. And I posted a video of me playing a really fast lick, kind of in the Brent Hines style. And he liked the video. And that was amazing. Flash forward, so that's the only time he's ever interacted. Yeah, that was a big, big moment. Flash forward to two days ago, and I Instagrammed a picture of our cat, Haybell, sleeping on who my... Who we were just talking about. Yeah, who was just right here. He's actually joining us for this podcast. Yeah. And uh, he was sleeping on a backpack on the back porch, and Brent liked that photo. Yeah, which is funny to me, because it's just a picture of a cute cat sleeping on a book bag. Yeah. So, so it's like, he's like, oh, that's cute. Like. It made sense that, that he liked the guitar one. The other one either makes even more sense or is totally nonsensical. Do you feel like maybe he's starting to appreciate your lifestyle as it's represented through Instagram and he's starting to 
like you personally on a personal level level I don't know you know social media makes you feel like you have a personal connection exactly but I don't feel like I actually have a personal connection I felt more so when he liked my guitar playing picture but this was just a random thing but that actually I mean he still saw it and thought it was cute now later in that evening <laughs> saw it and saw and thought it was now cute. first a couple things else later that evening Mastodon played at what must have been a surprise show at the Earl in Atlanta which looked rocking at the same time, I we had posted the logo for the Mastopod, mm-hmm. and I tagged Which him on we'll that one. Which we'll get to in a second. I tagged him on that one, and he liked that photo. Yeah, this is huge news. He's Brent has been like, and Brent, by the way, is one of the lead guitar players for Mastodon. Sorry, Mastodon. There really can only be one lead guitar player. Is that right? Well, I th- they're so they're both so good. But I Brent is still the lead. He plays the leads. Mostly. He does. He does most of the solos. So yeah, Brent, and he's also Hoax Hero. Yeah, and he liked one of my videos, a little video snippet that I posted of the episode number one. Yeah. And so he's, we're on his radar, and yeah. I've, I'm not going to lie, I feel like we're pretty close to having him come on the show to be interviewed. Well, flat, uh, rewind to our goal, our stated goal, which is to get one or all the guys as guests on the show. Yeah. And we're already closer. Brent's going to be the first. So we'll see. But, you know, maybe maybe enough talking about Mastopod itself. Well, no. I, I was... Well, no. Let me just say that if he is on, I'd like to amend what I just said earlier about interviewing him. I don't think... I don't want to interview him. Let's just have him on. You're not eating any popcorn, bro. And he... Yeah. Bonesaw made popcorn for the podcast today. They can Talk tell. Talk about though, They can tell. Yeah. <laughs> chew, <laughs> chew it real close to the mic. I am. Get that real compressed popcorn chew. That's gross. Okay. We just that, lost all of our listeners. Yeah. They're like, click, see ya. Um, no, I think we should just have him listen to us talk about Macedon. And he can chime in with... He can fact correct us. That's a good... He could be our like lifeline fact corrector. Right. Interesting idea. Okay. Um, the logo. So, yeah, well, we, let's get to the episode. Or are we yeah, already this? is this? the episode. Okay. I mean, once we start recording, Hold the on. episode begins. Okay. You know, so... So we're in it. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the logo. Yeah, we have a logo now. Yeah, we were like, we can't. Actually, it was part of the scheme too. It was like we have to have a badass Masterpod logo to look legit, and so that we can have something to post on Instagram that will be eye catching. Right. So we, it's, we it was went basically we went fishing. <laughs> yeah, for we that went like, we went fishing and we got the we bait. We set the bait and just put it on the hook. And uh, wow, this metaphor is really pretty much complete. We haven't caught. The Brent Hines fish, but we definitely. Are you holding the fishing pole or am I? I'm holding. We're ho- we're both holding the fishing. I, pole. You held it first, and we're then definitely I... sitting here holding our fishing poles. <laughs> <laughs> we're just a couple of guys sitting here holding our fishing poles, <laughs> talking about Macedon and how much we love uh, the members of Macedon and okay. the music. Anyway, so we decided we needed a logo, and uh, we hit up our logo master, Evan Stern. Evan Stern does. Uh, our logos for our band, Full Service, and our other band, Beat Cake. And um, they're really, really, really great. So first he sent along one, and we're like, that's awesome. It was Let's a one try around this. the sun background with the, the new Mastodon type, except for Mastodon said Mastopod. Right, and I was a little concerned that the use of the Once More Around the Sun album cover yeah. would lead to some type of legal... Um, competition. So and also, it looks just too much like the album cover. Right. Well, now you're starting to diss Evan's logo. No, I was just saying as far as... No, it was a great first move. And then we were like, well, let's take the... You like, let's take this and add a microphone, basically. Yeah. Okay, so 
like if Brent were here, for instance, this is where he'd chime in and be like, there actually wouldn't be a problem if you use that. I wouldn't give a shit. You know, that's probably what he'd say. Who would give a shit? I don't know. Somebody might sue you, but it won't be me. Which one of the guys in the band would give a shit? Nobody. But if someone did, it'd be Bill. But I really don't think he gives a fuck either. Oh, man. We got a good Bill story to tell. Uh, Another one? Yeah. So, okay, that's the logo. Now, let's go to our... our no, wait. and the, No, that's not the logo. Okay. He, he redid it, and it's awesome. And it pops, and it's real simple. And now we feel... Now I feel like we are rolling. Like, yeah. we really have a Not podcast. only that, episode one has already gotten 200 listens. 200 listens. That's so many. Mostly, you know what it's led to, though, is my friends... I don't know about you, but contacting me and be like, what the hell is Mastodon? Or... Who? What friends? I really need to listen to more than that Mastodon. Or... I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, Cheeto? Yeah, well, we were expecting Greco? a little bit of that. Mike Kelly? Oh, Greco, yeah, he was like, I'm not going to lie, Hogue, I don't know what, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so some other folks. Mike Kelly's doing it in doses, yeah. which I took to mean, like, this is a little intense for me. But people like Ian Wheeler, well, now we're just name-dropping our own friends okay, we don't that nobody drop. knows. Actually, no. mostly our friends are just listening to it, and they're friends with each other, so they probably know each other. Anyway, moving on. So that's the logo. We got a brand new logo. And uh, we have a website, SoundCloud. Actually, it's not really a website, just a channel on SoundCloud. So look up MasterPod on SoundCloud. And uh, let's kick off this episode to just wrap up our Bill episode last time. Let's revisit it real quick. I can't believe we didn't tell our Bill Star Wars story. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like 2008. And like MySpace is still really happening. And, and Butterslacks, a.k.a. Bill. Is that how you say it? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Butter slacks? Yeah. He has an Instagram. Oh, I saw that today. Something came up. He also has an email, which they recently posted online. If you want an hour guitar lesson with Bill before the show on any of these tours, he's going to give hour guitar lessons from 12 to 1. Really? It's at email butterslacks at hotmail.com. This is from the Mastodon website, which is like proof of what you were saying last time, which they still think they're underdogs. Yeah, they don't know how huge Not only is Bill going to do guitar group guitar lessons before every show of this tour, but... He just puts up his personal, what I'm assuming is his personal email address up there, butterslacks at Hotmail. Bill is making a strong move to the hoop to be both of our new favorite Yeah. So anyway, back in the day, he had a MySpace page. This makes us sound like major fan creepers, which we're not. We are. It's too fucking late. Well, maybe so. Anyway, so he made a post to something about like, I'm looking for old Star Wars action figures. If you have any, let me know. And what did you do? I don't have any Star Wars figures, but our older brother, Bone Sunrise's older brother, uh, Tyler, had a lot, and I knew where they are. He uh, had I knew every, where they were. Every single one in the yeah. original case. Yeah, and they're at Mom and Dad's house. Yeah, in the in the case in this little cupboard, and so I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna tell him I've got them." And I I knew that Tyler would probably take issue, but it was something I was willing to just deal with later. You were willing to give up your brothers. Most prized childhood possession, his pristine, complete collection of Star Wars action figures from the early 80s. I wonder where those figures are now. They're probably in the same goddamn cupboard. Tyler actually did he should let, let He should have let me use them as currency to get closer Here's how much he likes to our those. favorite band. He didn't let... my mom, he, he, he left them at our parents' house intentionally so that his own kids would never get their hands on them so that they wouldn't fuck them up. Oh, well... That's <laughs> anyway. That puts things in a new light. <laughs> yeah, as a perspective for Hoax, so continuous. So, so I happened? used it as currency, and uh, Bill wrote me back, and he's like, "That sounds really excellent. I would love to see those figures." 
and I had attached a video of a cover we'd done of Blood and Thunder. That's right. And he was like, the video is great. You guys play it better than we do. Woohoo! Which, yeah. I mean, hey, we, we don't. But you said we played it better than them. That's just something people say to make people who cover songs feel better. Although I think it's true. If Dylan told Hendrix, you did Watchtower better than me, that's true. Yeah. I'm not saying we did it better than them by any means, but I think that he was genuine in his compliment. Yeah, totally. He we probably saw it was like, they're, they're kicking ass. We also cover Holy Wars the Punishment Due by Megadeth sometimes, and I feel like current Megadeth does not play it as well. They don't play it with the spirit of the original, which is how we play it. Uh, this is dangerous territory. Yeah, I don't I'm, know. I'm sounding You're bragging. splitting off into a I'm just different saying. metal podcast. Here's what it is. Called Shit on Megadeth, even though you're a huge fucking fan. I, I know, but here's what I'm saying, basically, is that I feel like we... Are in a, we also are in a band that views ourselves as underdogs and gives the music the same kind of spirit that Mastodon still gives their music and that Megadeth used to give their music when they were younger and less fucked up. That's why he thought it was a good cover. Okay, alright. I'll take that. Um, anyway, so that's our other Bill story. We yeah. have more Bill stories. Oh, but stories. then I wrote back and I was like, listen, listen, bro. Uh, <laughs> it turns out those weren't my figures and uh, I don't really have the power to trade for them. Did he write you back? I can't remember, but I think I was almost too embarrassed to even check my inbox. To that see was the end of face- MySpace. You left Facebook. Oh, oh yeah, and then a MySpace week later, before. MySpace shut down. It was <laughs> crazy. It was, this was like 2009. Yeah, so that was our Bill story. That wraps up our Bill episode from the first episode of the right. pod. That was the Bill episode reaching into this second episode yeah. for a moment. Yeah. So there really, there's so much we could talk about, Mastodon, but you mentioned you want to talk about the Grammys. Yeah, I have a little list here. Uh, we've done the logo... Uh, Brent liking shit on Instagram. Don't read a list. That makes it sound like we're just we're not. No, it's just bullet points, man. It's not like a whole thing. The Grammys. The Grammys for Macedon this year was very uh, intriguing. You could you could sort of follow it. You know, the leading up to it. And um, how did it start for you, Bonesaw? Because you forwarded me. I didn't know until I saw that day when I saw a Instagram post. We like the Instagram guys here. Yeah. Uh, of Braron. you got to stop being concerned that this is weird. It's weird. Okay, I've just got to accept okay. the fact that it's weird. It was a picture of Braun and his wife, and Braun was in his like clown suit, not mm-hmm. like clown suit, it's but a- like a suit of clown colors. And I was like, "What is that?" And he was—that's what he was wearing. Right. To, to be clear, he wasn't dressed as a clown. He right. was in a multicolored. I think it was balloons, multicolored balloons on a suit. Oh yeah. And then that, that's when I found out, and then I did a little Birth more research, issue. found that they were going to. And then also, early on that, you were like, Brent just said something online about he's at a Dodgers game? No, he said, he said, um, I forget what the photo was exactly, but he what the caption was like, it's never too late, or it's, you know, never going to stop trying. Uh, it's never too late to hope. A Grammy will be mine. Or something like that. And I was like, that's awesome how he's so unapologetically um, desirous of a Grammy. Um, a lot of people would be embarrassed, like, to think, that, to, to admit that, like, I really want a Grammy. That'd be fucking awesome. But yeah. he goes, it's, give me one second. I found it. He basically took a selfie of, him, of himself. Duh. And uh, fucking Instagram won't load. Forget it. Anyway, he really wanted to win the Grammy. I thought that was cool. And then, so we're like, all right, so the they're in LA 
for the Grammys tonight. Right. And then later, Brent posted another. Let's just have the Insta. No, this we'll do an Instapod later right. too. But he posted a photo of himself in a Dodgers uniform at like the the Dodgers Stadium memorabilia shop, a full Dodgers uniform. <laughs> and we're like, something weird is going on. <laughs> the Grammys are tonight. They're in L.A. at four o'clock. Brent's in a L.A. Dodgers uniform at a memorabilia shop. That's that was unbelievably weird. Lo and behold, it only got weirder. Lo and behold, they show up at the Grammys in those costumes. Brent in the in the multicolor balloon birthday suit, and and a bit uh, Bron. So right. many fucking bees, uh, dude. The fucking bees. The bees. <laughs> um, and Brent showed up in his uh, Los Angeles Dodgers baseball uniform. That's unbelievable. He shows up to the Grammys. Like, is he a Dodgers fan? I mean, I think he's a Braves fan, right? <laughs> I, I I can't speak for Brent. There's no major, <laughs> but sometimes I feel like I can. And I, and one reason hey, this is our podcast, man. You, you're here to opine to assume that on yeah. what they're thinking and what they're doing. Okay, so I think that he went and he's like, I'm from fucking Alabama, and. I'm in L.A., this weird fucking city. I, like, I'm going to wear the baseball uniform and be all L.A. and kind of shit on it at the same time. I'm going to wear your baseball uniform to your to You your think fancy... he was mocking the Dodgers? What no. if he's a huge fan? See, I'm thinking that could be an opportunity for us. Find out what number he had. That must probably be intentional. If he's a Dodgers fan of that number, maybe we use our connection through Tyler... Our older brother is the New York Times baseball writer, national baseball writer, to get some sort of memorabilia of that player at the Dodgers and get it to Brent. We can throw it on stage when they play in San Antonio on May 5th. Right. Or if Brent is such a big fan, we could get Tyler to like enable some type of... A Brent on the field situation? Right. Like Brent throw out the first pitch. That's what I'm saying. Brent sings the national anthem. We're looking for next level fan moves here. Oh, wouldn't it be great if he did the national anthem at the Dodgers? Oh, no way. Well, he could do it. Slash do it. Oh, say can you see? (laughs) (laughs) See, I was thinking maybe he played on guitar, but... Oh. (laughs) No. Definitely not. Um, so man. wait, do you view? Do you we can, view, you can really spiral out of control? Wait, on a do you view pod. Brent Morris as a vocalist than a guitar player? It goes back and forth, dude. Huh. I think. Um, I wonder I how think, he views himself. I think in the beginning they sort of viewed themselves as like I'm up here as a guitar player, my hands up in the sky, and I'm down here as a singer. But now I feel like those points are getting closer and closer as you move to the right of the graph, which represents years. Okay, so their talent is becoming equal in the vocal realm and the instrument realm. Oh, wow, that's great. And I wish you guys could have seen Hoag Hoag use his arms to diagram the yeah. the uh, chart. Anyhow, okay. so, so here's what happened at the Grammys. They went to the Grammys. They were nominated for Best Metal Album. They lost, right? They were nominated. They Best lost. Best Metal Song, High Road, correct? Mm-hmm. From their new album, Once More Around the Sun, which everybody should get. Actually, I just got a text from our logo guy, Evan Stern. He says, just bought three Mastodon vinyl, including the live one, with DVD. Going to watch that tonight. Fucking see, Mastodon, we're selling albums for you. Hold on. The other two were Leviathan, Limited Color Vinyl, and Blood Mountain. Crack the Sky was $50. So we just brought probably $100 of income to Mastodon. Yeah. So $100 Mastodon, $0 for uh, yeah. Mastopod. But hey, that's okay. They totally deserve it. We're not. <laughs> so anyway, so they went to the Grammys and they lost to fucking Jack Black. That's fine. I'm nothing against Jack Black, but it's obvious that they're going to choose Tenacious D because that's the bigger, They ha- that has more star power. If you're like, oh, we gave it to Mastodon, they'd be like, it's less for like... Huffington Post and shit to see. 
Mm. Although, a lot of implications there. But, although uh, Mastodon, with their outfits and that interview, which over. I think you're about to talk about, is uh, <laughs> could clearly generate colorful yeah. press. Yeah. Literally colorful in, in bronze case. But the other two notable things that happened that was actually better than winning was one, one they did one interview. There's one red carpet interview out there that I saw. And so it's like B-list channel. And there's so you have Brent and Braun. And you have a female and a male interview on each side. And first of all, you can tell they're rookies because the interviewers have a mic. And they have no mic for the other two. And so they both just start kind of asking questions to the guys. But it's that awkward thing of like putting their mic in front of their mouth. And they and ask the two interviewers ask each member at the same time. So for a, for like three seconds, like there's two interviews going on simultaneously, like three inches apart from each other. Yeah. And, w- and what's great is that you look at Brent, and Brent is sort of like confused and just kind of like he's got sunglasses on and a Dodgers. And he's probably fucked up. So he's a little bit oblivious, and so he's like he's the kind of guy uh, it seems in the interviews who just kind of plows through and then there's Bron who sees the whole operation oh, he sees and the whole he thing he's like this is totally fucked. seeing what's going on this is his nine millionth interview and he's just kind of like letting it play out from a distance and kind of like laughing at the ridiculousness right. this this interplay between Bron and Brent uh <laughs> this is so weird we're dude we are see, armchair psychologizing see, you you told me I had to get over the how weird no, this know, podcast but, but was and I, this this is like you're doing the same thing if we ever meet them I don't I mean it's like we've met Mm. We have. We'll we have. talk about when we met the members of Mastodon much later. <laughs> probably not till several episodes. But uh, it's going to be hard not to. Okay. Anyway, the, what was happening here? Where Brian was like, "I see what's going on. Uh, this interview is kind of not starting well," and Brent's just talking. It's really. It shows their interplay, and it reminds me of a story you told me a few weeks ago, where you said uh, you saw something on the internet about about Brent. Doing ecstasy during a show, and then afterwards being like, "I think I played pretty well. I think I played pretty well." And uh, and Brown's like, "No, you didn't." Yeah. (laughs) And so Brown's not. It seems like he's not going to get pissed. He's just going to be like, he's just going to. He know he sees the world a lot differently than Brent, but he sees it for Brent sometimes. Mm, I I totally hear you. You know, I totally hear you. Like he carried around a, a recorder to record. Brent's like guitar playing during a tour, which would eventually become the album for I, I can't remember Crack the Sky, which not Crack the Sky, information. The Hunter. This is dude. This is all like fifth hand information. Inter- internet fifth hand information. That's why we need Brent the fact checker as a That's guest. That's right. Okay. Well, here's what we'd call him. So uh, anyway, so they had did one disastrous interview, which you can YouTube by looking up Mastodon Grammys interview. It wasn't a disaster by them. It was a disaster by the interviewers. And then uh, the next thing, what I already have right here. Oh no! I I just silently mimed a fuck, yeah. Because I had missed a call from, I missed a caller. Well, um, anyway, so uh, what else happened? There was one other notable thing from the Grammys, which I think topped it all off. Oh wait, was, did you talk about the interview? I wasn't paying attention. To no, anything I just you were said that people can look it up there. We don't oh, need to say yeah. more about what is said in the interview. They can just go and watch. No, it. but it's great. One of my favorite moments is when. Uh, they're saying so they asked something to Brent and Brent just sort of disregards the question and in general addresses like a thought he has inside and he it's like an internal thing but he just answered the question with it and someone's like blah 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 and he's like I'm just happy you're talking to me right now <laughs> I love that you've turned into a style consultant in the midst of all of this 
I love. I just love that you're talking to me. <laughs> well, um, I think that that was when he said that. I'm just happy that you're talking to me. I think it's it's kind of his disbelief of being at the Grammys, but also there we're underdogs. We're back. This is another episode. Right, and of they're they so think they're fucking underdogs. down to earth. That's why they're the most kick-ass band. Yeah. So anyway, is, well, don't call him. But just call him back when we're ready. I'm to not, talk. He's, dude. I'm, that's not even what I'm doing right now. We're gonna take some live calls in this episode. Uh, yeah, they're coming real soon too. I gotta have my phone out. Um, so the last thing that happened at the Grammys that oh, yeah. we thought was awesome. Uh, take Brent, it. <laughs> Brent got kicked out. Yeah, Brent got kicked out of the Grammys. <laughs> we'll have to get the whole story from him when he's a guest on the show. But from what we read on MetalInjection.com. Um, oh, we got a caller here, Bonesaw. T- tell him about what we read on Metal Injection, how it was because some shit fell out. Well, all that happened was uh, apparently Brent just, for some reason, emptied his pockets on the red carpet and uh, out came a joint and like a bunch of other random shit. And so, with drugs, now spilling on the floor, they kicked him out. Which is stupid because... He's just keeping it real, just like Slash and Duff did back at the American Music Awards, wasted on camera. Did you... I'm back, and I have Johnny Miller on hold. He's calling from Chicago. Nice. But I do want to say, did you um, make the comparison between Slash's behavior at I the Grammys? I just did. Good. Good job. I said he was keeping it real, like Slash and Duff. You back can in carry the this Austin podcast. It actually was weird when you walked away. I lost my train of thought a little bit. Oh, really? Well, anyway. I, went to, I did it last time. So that's Mastodon at the Grammys, 2014, 15, whatever. Uh, good luck next year, guys. I'll it's only a matter of time. I was on a Grammy panel one time at South by Southwest. Uh, that's mildly interesting, but we're probably not going to come I'm back to maybe it. Maybe I can get on the Grammys. Mm. I'm trying to think of how I could vote for Mastodon. I see what you're trying to do. And <laughs> then I'm thinking maybe if I have a Grammy in, I should get myself hooked up first. Right. So, okay, okay we're going to take our first caller That's ever in the Mastopod. Good thought. Uh, yeah, first caller ever on the Mastopod is Johnny Miller from Chicago. Johnny, you are on speaker. Can you say hello? Yeah, hi guys. How you doing? Mastopod, hell yeah. That's right. Um, so, you have a podcast of your own, do you not? Uh, I do, I do. I uh, I uh, have this podcast. It's called Sports Appeal. It's a fantastic uh, thing that we got going on. We're really excited about it. And you know, we have uh, this band. I don't know if you ever heard of them. They're called Full Service. Uh, they're doing Woo-hoo. all the music behind it. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Two of theirs. Whenever we end out the podcast. Yeah, they're okay. We're, we're thinking about doing a podcast about them at some point and how uh, they. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many things to talk about about them, but um. So thanks, Johnny, I guess, for playing full service. By the way, yeah, thank podcast. you for playing full service. That's cool, uh, guys. Full service is our yeah. band. That whole thing was just tongue in cheek. But Johnny, do you have a uh, a question about Mastodon or our relationship with and attitude towards Mastodon? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I saw that you guys were doing this on Facebook, and uh, I had heard of Mastodon before. And uh, I didn't really get a chance to check them out, but I saw what you guys are doing, and I went on Spotify, and I uh, went on and uh, scoped them out, checked out the album Once More Around the Sun, and a uh, heavy album, fantastic. It's their most recent one, if I'm not mistaken. And my question had to do with the album art. Uh, you know, I mean, the music is really cool, but there's also a whole visual aspect to it, too. And the album art for Once More Around the Sun is really out there. It's really cool. I was just wondering... You know, is there any significance behind that that you guys are aware of? How does it tie into the album concept-wise? And then my follow-up would be, how would you rate that album art and concept to those that came before it? 
Oh, wow. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> Hitting us in a weak spot, I would yeah, say. Yeah, Johnny, I'm not going to lie. A, it's a great question. B, it's challenging. C, okay. I'm buying time right now to figure out how I'm going to answer. D, well, I think I'm ready. E, Bonesaw, do you have something to say? No, I'm just saying, if, if there's any area of Mastodon that I am very weak, it is their imagery. F, let's go with this. As far as their imagery goes, and here's, um, I'll, I'll get around to once more around the sun, Johnny, but... Um, it's obviously very important to them. They right. had a friend who did all their first covers, that whole style of Paul stuff. Paul Romano. Yeah. And he did Leviathan and I think Call of the Mastodon. He did a lot of stuff. Blood Mountain, he did all this. Did he do Blood Mountain? Yep. I don't know. And then and then there, there's been, I think, like th- two to three artists that, that do their album covers, maybe just two. And uh, they're they're out of the Paul Romano stage. And this, I'm dude, I'm going to be honest, I don't know where Once More Around the Sun came from. I saw something briefly online where Bron was saying something about um, the guy who made it and how much he loves it and how part of the reason why he loves it is because it, taken as a whole when you step really far back from the the painting and maybe it's a painting the cover of the album you get a sense of of you know you get a certain sense of the vibe and and sort of the whole composition but the cl- you can go closer in and there's like a million different it's one of those paintings where there's like the the farther in you go you could make a million paintings no matter where you zoom right you know and that's probably i i would guess somehow related to the way that Mastodon thinks about their music yeah well it'd be interesting because like the first okay remission had the horse like the workhorse from the song Leviathan had the Moby Dick picture, which is my favorite one. And then, you know, Blood Mountain had this weird sort of goat man kind of thing, right? Yeah, is that the sheep's head curse? Yeah, which sort of can speak to some of the stuff they were talking about. Right. Crack the Sky. I have no idea what the Crack the Sky cover is. Oh, Johnny, it occurs to me that you can't hear what Bonesaw is saying right now. Uh, That is true. Oh, shit. Mm, We'll have to fix that in future podcasts. But we're doing this outside right today, and so... Well, anyway. anyway, why don't I just hang up? Why don't I hang up and we'll just we'll go from there? But it was great to hear from you. Hey, hey, that's fantastic! Thanks so much for having me on, and uh, keep on keeping on, Masterpod. Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. man. We'll talk all to right. you soon. See ya. Peace. Problem is, I don't know a goddamn thing about what they're doing with the imagery. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh yeah. Well, I know that's the I, bottom line. I can sort of talk more about the music is my specialty. I would say, but I will say. For the Crack the Sky tour, they did this weird lighting scheme in the live show where they were backlit the whole time, and that was like how they did it. Remember, they were yep. playing the album front to back. And then when they would play one song from the other albums, they'd put that album cover up behind them. So I'd be curious to see what they do this time related to the new album artwork, whether they have a different scheme or they just put that up as a background. Well, it looks like the High Road single is... The cover of the High Road single is taken from a portion of... The Once More Around the Sun album cover. So maybe the singles have hmm. zoomed in versions. That makes sense. But, but Chimes at Midnight doesn't look to be a part of the Once More Around the Sun cover painting. That makes sense. Well, that was great. First call. What do you say we take a commercial break and uh, come right back? Okay. First commercial. Go. This episode of the Massapod is brought to you by My Calculator. 
Uh, I have a pretty sweet calculator. Um, let me describe it real quick. Uh, so it's got all the numbers, like zero through nine, and uh, you can make any number with those numbers. And then on the right side of the calculator, you have some buttons, which you would use in like sort of grade school, like for not really very impressive uh, math problems. Like you have the divided by button, you have the multiply, the minus, the add, the equals, and then there's like a clear button. But if you rotate the calculator, you get a whole new set of options. You can uh, you can square root something. You can um, whatever log ten means. I forget. But this is like a calculus type function, and like sine, cosine, tangent. Uh, there's even a pi button. Um, but you know what's really cool about this calculator is that it's also a telephone. And what's really really cool is that it's also a video camera. And uh, it actually, you know what else it does? It, um, I can do my email on this. And um, so it's really pretty great. Oh, and you can also post to Facebook. So yeah, it's, um, it's pretty affordable. It's a couple hundred bucks. Uh, it's a good size. They keep getting bigger though. Uh, you can get it in white or black or gold, I think. And they have a series out that are sort of in like pastel colors, but that didn't really do very well. But um, yeah, it's a great calculator. You guys should think about buying one. Uh, and I don't know what it's called, but it's got a, it's got an apple on the back. But um, they're in most stores in most cities in most countries in the world. So um, go ahead and get yourself one. Uh, anyway, now back to the Mastapod. Welcome back from the commercial break. We're back here at the Mastapod. I am crushing some popcorn, and I'm going to throw it to Bonesaw because this is good corn, bro. I know. You missed it in round one here. I almost ate all your popcorn. Let me do a close mic thing. Hold on. Oh, God. It's gross. We're probably just ruining the whole podcast again. <laughs> anyway, we're back. We're still outside in sunny Austin, Texas. A little bit more clouds come in. Our other cat, Jack Bauer, has now come out to join us and chased hay bale He's away. He's licking himself. Licking his balls. Like a savage. <laughs> so, uh... Anyway, we're back, and we're going to go into the segment where we analyze one song in, in depth. Or we're just going to talk about... one song. Excuse me. One... <laughs> what was that? That's a, that's a song from um, that play about AIDS. <laughs> I know that sounded bad, but I don't you know, know what I'm talking Rent. Rent. Glory, one song. Well, there you go. So this is our Glory, one song segment. <laughs> Every time now we're gonna have to start with that, and uh, we just had a little discussion. We're gonna choose the song "Blasteroid" by Mastodon, that is on oh, it's by Mastodon. their album "The Hunter." So Jesus. "The Hunter" came out what 2011, think 2012, so. 2011, and it was our first time working with uh, Mike Elizondo. Did you say 2011? 2011 or 2012? Oh. Maybe I did. <laughs> so for this album, they worked with Mike Elizondo, right? Who's like a hip hop dude. Yes, and. Immediately, you can hear the difference on a lot of these songs. They're more concise. They're more sort of straight-up rock. The drum yeah, he, sound he, is different. Yeah, he emphasized... He wanted to emphasize the groove, like more of a repetitive, head-noddable groove. And the band seemed to be into that from the, again, the stuff I've gleaned online. Um, or gleaned from internet videos. And, um... So, it's funny to hear Mastodon talk about how this album is like straight-ahead, like, dance right. music. Bron, uh, Bron said it was Mastodon dance music. <clears throat> yeah. And that makes uh, sense, you'll though. see. Yeah. 
And so, other backstory about this album as a whole. Oh wait, they took the bottom heads off the toms. Yes, yeah, so they sound to like give it. them a sort of. Well, what they were going for was a Phil Collins type of '80s retro tom. That's amazing sound. To me, it just sounds like roto toms, which are like those little toms that drummers like Chad Sexton who have way too many drums. I love Chad Sexton. Hey, tom. careful, dude. Okay, not too many, but they have way tons of. He drums. uses them all. You're right. He does. Too many. If you just I take it back, I have nothing there. but love for Chad Sexton. He's done a lot more for us than any of the guys at Mastodon have done. Yeah, but Mastodon uh, hasn't even come on our show yet. You're right. And we're already on episode two. You're right. But anyway, so Chad Sexton from 311, for example, uses rototoms in his drum solo, and they have that kind of like just different sound. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in Bron's case, since he's using his regular drums, they sound more like. A little deeper, but same sort of character. Digga, digga, digga. Yeah. So, listen for that on the drums sound. And then also, what we heard was that Crack the Sky came out, which is the album before this. And that the other. Crack in the Sky! There you go. And, uh,. Apparently, that was when Brent had been going through, he had gotten in that fight, and he was having, basically having like a year-long recovery from pretty severe brain damage, I oh, guess. Oh, okay, injury. that's going to sound really weird to people who aren't really in the know about Mastodon. We just have, we to, have to condense. Up, I know, but we have to condense this story. Brent got punched in the head after the Grammys, like several, several years ago. I think it was the Grammys. And he had like severe head trauma and was in a coma for a while and it really fucked him up. Almost died. Ended up playing a lot of guitar and writing some really, really weird stuff. So when he came back to the band before Crack the Sky, they had apparently written a whole album of like more Bill Braun style stuff, which is more like big, heavy, chunky riffs, rock. And they were like, you know what, we're going to table that and just go with this really crazy shit that Brent had written for that album. And I think that The Hunter kind of represents, is probably a lot of those songs that were supposed to be Crack the Sky. The more rock-heavy Brent and uh, I get the sense Bill and Braun ones. And so if you listen to it with that in mind, it makes more sense because it is like rock driving, you know, really locked-in guitar. Right, if Brent's not thing. in the writing process, and maybe like, I, I feel like maybe it's like half of The Hunter is um like a Braun and Bill project. But if yeah. Braun, if fucking bees, dude. The fucking bees. <laughs> if Brent is out of the picture... The writing picture, then you're gonna get sort of you're not gonna have all those like those measures of like seven beats right. and like eleven or thirteen or five six five or six all, eight you know or a lot of that kind of spacey picking stuff. Although there is some of that on right. this as well. So then we get to the song Blasteroid, and it's like one of the shortest songs. I'm almost done my popcorn. Can you get yeah. some more? No, I, that's all I made. Can you make some more? No, we're in the middle of the thing. Marley, cut it out. That's the dog barking. So anyway, so this song Blasteroid is is I think we chose it because it's just like fast, quick, heavy. No bullshit. And starting with the album, the the title of the song, I mean asteroid, blasting. They like to combine hemorrhoid. They like compound words. They like to combine two powerful words to create a super word, which is what I was saying earlier about when they're <laughs> when they're fighting the Macedon, they wouldn't fight it. They would just merge powers with it. Like the words that they make up. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was huge. Wait, I'm just trying to digest that. They put words together to make super words that are stargasm. Stargasm. For instance. What else? That's, that's a, that was really. 
Touche. Sasquatch, Cyclops, and Sasquatch. Dude, you're so fucking right. No. Wait. No, I know, bro. Wait. I know. That's crazy. I'm gonna. Uh, wow. I'm. Okay. While we digest that, let's get to the actual song of Blasteroid, the super word. Uh, so it starts off pretty, pretty ripping. Ready? So what I'm hearing off the bat is is some major guitarmonies, which is when guitars harmonize each other, which Bill and Brent love to do, mm-hmm. because Metallica did it a lot, maybe, or maybe like Iron Maiden used to do that a lot. Just talking influences. Um, and then, yeah. yeah, and also from a rhythm rhythm section point of view, the bass and drums are just doing hard stabs on the jump, jump. Chump, and then a big fill to Whoa. go over those guitar runs, which is something Brown does a lot, and he yeah. talks about it. He likes to melodicize his drum fills to perfectly match the guitar lick. So it's like stomp, 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 stomp. Right. So his fast fills frequently match up with the guitar player's fast fills. Also, something we talked about in the first podcast, MasterPod, a lot of those Mastodon riffs that go low note, High little lick, super low note, high little lick, or high little lick, super low note. So here's right. another example. Bom, the ding dong. They like to ring the bell. They like to ring the bell. So it's pretty, just big, chunky, awesome riff. I wonder who wrote that one. I'm guessing Bill. Mm, yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no hybrid picking in there. And it's, I don't know, but Brent <coughs> sings a lot. But anyway, let's move, let's check out the first verse. So right okay, off the bat, lyrically, let, let's just well, clear for, that for, up. Before you get... Okay, go ahead. Change your hair. Change your clothes. Change your clothes. I'll rearrange your face for you. If you can <laughs> breathe when I'm through, I'll give it all back to you. And I've heard him say that this is about bullies, sort of. But it's unclear whether or not Mastodon is the bully, or they're, or they're sort of painting a picture to stand up for the bullied. Hmm. But I think they're just saying, like, you can't be a fucking crybaby in life. I think they're just... It's, it's a big... Conceit for like, buck up, son. Hmm. You wow. know, that's that's awesome. again I, like ninety percent conjecture, ten percent shit I read about. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't I didn't think of it in that way, but I didn't do as de- deep listening as you did there. I was always like, this here's, and even since then, a little bit of evidence of like them talking about like punching other people or getting punched, or like that's, I'm gonna kick your ass kind of vibe. That's been coming up in the recent one too, but and they're really punching through those, those cymbals and kick drums and uh, bass notes. They're mother punching them. They're mother punching. These are song title references. Anyway, so, but also of note when I first heard this song was like the major key feel of it, like, right? You know, of the they're not really known for their I, major. Yeah, key I think stuff. I've heard them talk about how this song in particular and the major keyness of it is sort of like goofy and sing songy. Yeah, which they've since done some more of, but it was interesting. Uh, when I first heard it, I was definitely took note. Let's see what happens next. So it's a song. It just keeps kicking ass the whole time. Wait, keep going, keep going. 
is Brent screaming his balls off. Nice. Yeah, dude. I can see how this might not appeal to everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's awesome. Now, I think it's amazing, too, but I, you're right. I mean, And I don't want to scream. I don't like to like scream. That. You don't particularly like to scream. Well, sometimes you listen to music, it's like... You don't, you don't want to behave that way. That guy kind of does it for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like right. you're not going to do drugs and heroin, but Slash and Izzy are going to do it for you. I you see, live through them. I see. But I was going to say, before we get to the lyrics there... I see. We totally get away from the major key aspect here in this chorus. You have another riff that's low note, high note. Boom, boom, boom. They do it all the time, and they use this chord. I, I forget what it's called, but it's a, uh, you. It's like a power chord, but you flat the five fifth. So it's like one flat five. Does that happen one. on color? I mean, uh, cornbread? No. Uh, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Not color of cornbread. That, that, that's corn on the I cob. know. Fucking, I corrected myself. I said cornbread. Wait, no, corn on the cob. Corn on the cob. Come on. Anyway, knit this these are other songs back. that we have. Um, but anyway, so he uses. I can't think of what it is now, but it's like, oh, I'm totally drawing a blank. I don't know, dude. You're, I don't but have they use idea. that chord all the time as well. It's like the scary chord. It's like the devil chord. The oh, one, de- de- diminished. Diminished chords. Fifth? One flat five. Anthony Kiedis calls it the demented fifth. The demented fifth. But okay. that, I don't know. So they knows? use a demented fifth in there. Uh, boom, bam, boom, bam, boom, bam, and then Brent comes in with I'm not going to imitate it I'm, My voice is fucking tired He says I want to taste some fucking blood No do blood. it Do it I can't do a Brent imitation yeah, You can I want to taste some fucking blood Yeah but you got to like You got to like sputter it through your phlegm I want to taste some fucking blood I can't do Good. it Good that's, that's pretty close I can't though. do it And I feel like I'm mocking him I'm not mocking him It's incredibly badass Oh dude so he yeah. says, I want to taste some fucking blood, and then I have no freaking idea what he says after that. I don't know, but he changes it live to something more crude. So, anyway. What's the song called again? Blastroid. Blastroid. If you want to listen to this song, it's called Blastroid. Look it up. It's an Blasteroid. ass kicker. Blasteroid. Like Blasteroid. asteroid, but you blast it. Yeah. Um, let's finish it well, off. I, dude, I guarantee it's a hemorrhoid reference, too. You think? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. butt humor. Remember? He does like butt humor. Remember uh, tongue lashing the dark, the dark star. E- t- yeah, tongue touching the dark star. That's some random ass old B uh, B roll footage on YouTube. Yeah, only it, the super it, fans are gonna get that one. Brent does an interview and in the shower, half in and out of a, of like a green room shower. I don't think we should talk about this. All right, yeah. When I, anyway, um, that's my evidence for he likes. And butt he also humor. wanted to call his his like pedal. The screaming behind. The dirty behinds. The dirty behinds. No, it's not his pedal. It's his his custom pickups. Oh, he wanted pickups, to be called yeah. the dirty behinds because his name is Behind. Yeah. Brent Hines, Behinds, the dirty behinds. But uh, they wouldn't let him call it that. So, yeah, he definitely has a thing for butt humor. I mean, who doesn't have a little thing for butt humor? Uh, I have a thing for butt humor. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, so, this is, in my mind, evidence, more evidence of his butt humor. So, let's see what happens after that. Verse 2. If you are sad, you need to cry. I always like that. Turn lyric. around I don't and go really outside. That that's what I think they're like. Just fucking. 
Get your shit together and stop crying. If you are sad and need to cry, then turn around and go outside. Right. Do it by yourself. For God's sakes, don't embarrass yourself by crying in front of me. Who do you think was bullied? Says Troy. I don't think it's. I don't think it necessarily comes from their personal experience being bullied. I can't imagine any of these guys being bullied. Really? You can't imagine, like Troy or Brent being bullied when they were younger. Troy is so sort of reserved and kind of dark and quiet. Maybe. Maybe Troy. Before he was sort of fully realized his rock star self. Maybe. Did you know Troy's brother is th- one of the techs? Like either the either the I think maybe the guitar tech or something. I didn't know that. No. Yep. Well, and uh, you can really tell they're brothers. It's that kind of thing where, like, you guys don't look alike, and uh, he has long hair, and you have short hair, and you're a lot shorter, but you can really tell your brothers. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like me and you. People say brothers. That all the time. Um, so that song was called Blastroid. Wait, and there, what happened at the end of the song? Fucking put oh. it up to the mic. They just bring back the first riff. It's like a really unusual Mastodon song. It's two minutes, 36 seconds. They have like riff, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, outro riff. It's like a early Beach Boys formula. Yeah. There's no bridge. There's no waste of time. It's under three minutes. It's like... The sandwich with the intro and outro is just straight up. It's very so, unmastodon. I know you like at the end where the bass Ooh, does look, those, those long held notes where he doesn't staccato them yeah yeah anyway so uh that song offers a glimpse into maybe troy and but definitely uh brent's butt humor i guess that's what bonesaw claims at least um so that's a song analysis for tonight bonesaw we need your attention back here you're taking freaking photos i need to take a picture of what that's like a one oh once (laughs) i didn't see you there once in a lifetime shot you have Colleen He's taking a photo of his in fiance. Sun, sunny back here, take, checking out now what the makeup looks like. Right. Nothing happened. You look good. What just happened Great. was we're doing a mastopod and Bonesaw was taking photos. Okay, I've never seen with all that makeup. Of you. Well, then, then here's your opportunity because this is our trial. Oh, boy. Do you want to get on the mic for one second? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, because we're talking about you, but people don't here, hear here your we, voice. We're about to enter into what is potentially a landmine for all men. Here, a question from the girlfriend, wife, fiance. How do I look? No. Not only that, this is how. To be fair, the whole point is that it's a trial run. Like, Sasa is, you know, doing me a favor. And so she said, let's see what you like. So this is your opportunity to say, oh, I like this or I don't like this because that's the whole purpose of this gotcha. venture. This uh, afternoon. You always look beautiful. Huh. Good starter. That. Good. Well played. Uh, what do you think? Well, it's always a little funny when, like, you're not really a makeup person. I went into the store on Thursday and said to them, I don't really wear makeup. Please help me. And they clearly knew that I don't don't wear makeup because then they said, well, what do you want? And I said, some gold shadow. And they said, like, what shade of gold? And I said, gold. <laughs> so, But you do wear makeup. Well, like... I'm in total wear, Mastopod mode here. I literally wear, like... <laughs> one little smattering of eyeshadow and a little bit of mascara. So like people say things like foundation and concealer to me and I'm like, what's the difference between those two things? Because I don't use them. So point being, this is your chance. I think it's strange when I see lots of different layers of of makeup on me when I don't usually wear makeup. Um, There are things, I think that the overall like look is right, but you know, I'm going to suggest that we pull back on the layers. I think it's 
how many, however many layers there are, I think that's how many too many layers there this are. Is so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're literally things. saying you should wear zero makeup. No, just not layers of things. Like, you know, the eye stuff and things you usually do are awesome and maybe a little bit extra, but I would say there's Hogue two. Hogue man? I would say I like your natural face a little okay, bit more. Yes, but I agree. But this is a day where there are going to be pictures taken that are going to last a long time. And I don't necessarily always look great in pictures. Right. Sometimes having a little help helps you look better in pictures. Okay. I, then I would say tone it down between here and where you usually are. Somewhere between where you are now and where you usually are. Okay. So I'll, I will sense? literally it say It sounds like to, that's what you were saying as well. Say to Sasa, I usually wear a smattering of, of eyeshadow and one swipe sweep yeah. of mascara. And say, can you... Well, I know let's that go you did between different here. than that. Yeah, it's like, can you go halfway between here and there? Okay. Whoa. Before you leave, can you ask a massive... Wait, hang on. Hogue, now, do you need to be talking to the mic? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, before you leave, can we ask you a question about Mastodon? Oh, yeah. Okay, so now you're going to get a Mastodon, a Mastodon question. question. Mastodon okay. question. Mastodon Hogue, Mastopod which, question. Hogue, what should we ask her? Ask her her favorite song. Coco, what's your favorite Mastodon song? We're getting married. You better know something. What's your favorite Mastodon song? Okay, well, she obviously doesn't know. Okay, she retreated from the mic. So we're going to play you a Mastodon song and tell us if you like it. Okay? Okay, here you go. Okay, he thinks you're going to like this song. Okay, so am I answering whether I like it or not, or am I waiting until I hear the second one? It's hard to stop listening for me, period. But anyway, so what do you think? Is it, is, I just chose one because I like every Mastodon song, so. Well, I am a lyrics person, hmm. being a writer, so I would have preferred to hear more words. But I understand you probably just played me a part that was especially... Uh, guitar heavy. Yeah, guitar heavy, because that's well, what you do. Even if their lyrics are awesome, the fact that you can't really understand them when they're singing is a negative for you with Mastodon, correct? That's true. Okay. Sounds that like is Hogue. a fair statement. Sounds like Hogue has. I think I got one for you. I think I got one you might like. Okay, I'm This ready. is one that... Uh, you have to play this like three minutes long to get the full vibe of it. Shut up. You don't even know what I'm going to choose. How do you... Octopus, obviously. No. Okay, go ahead. Uh, this is a song sung by the drummer. Generally, his vocals are easier to hear. Okay. It's about his Aunt Lisa, who was a little crazy. She was the crazy aunt. And it seems like she maybe died a little too early, and he's paying homage... Okay, okay. To her through this song. And it's, With you. And it's definitely very strange, progressive music, but listen to him sing it, and then I'll tell you the words, and I think you'll like it. Ready? Okay. It's the words are coming.
have no idea what he's saying, do you? I can hear bits and pieces <laughs> of words. Okay, but yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me walk you through this. Um, Tiny ass phone, Hogue. Yeah, Bonesaw just got the fucking iPhone six, and he's making fun of my five S. It's not that much smaller. Uh, so he says it's about. Yeah, I told you what it's about. Right. The first line is, I don't see the fearsome fright. All I see is beauty shine. Not much time to say goodnight. I can hear you scream in the sky. Nephew, oh, do good. you feel all right? Always up in overdrive. They would try to smother you. Never let your feelings through. We just want to see you alive. Taught me how to speak my mind. Release you in the atmosphere. It was just too small in here. Okay. I'm saying it like weird out. Well, <laughs> first of all, can I just comment on the perfection of selection for each of you, considering the <laughs> who who picked which song? <laughs> uh, I feel like Hogue could have written those lyrics and uh, about himself. Um, <laughs> and I I did enjoy the guitar. In, in Bonesaw selection. What was your song, Bonesaw? You didn't tell the me the title. I don't even know. The Octopus has, it can be any song. The Octopus has no friends. The Octopus has no friends? But yeah. I thought that was the song you thought Hogue was going to pick. Uh, I was confused. Wait, what game were we playing? Is that the game we were playing? The game we were playing was no, which, no. Col- which song does Colleen like better? I was confused. I thought but, he was going to play for you uh, another song that I thought was The Octopus Has No Friends. But the, isn't that the one you played? Yes, but I, I thought that was called something else. Guys, we're wow. a couple of rapid descendants in the wormhole right now. In the right wormhole now. right now, yeah. So anyway, divinations reference. Uh, well, Colleen, you look cold. Yeah, I'm a little chilly, and I need to. Sasa needs to finish my hair. Well, thank um, you so, for joining the Mastopod, and I think you look awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was our uh, Colleen segment. Yeah, that was fascinating. Now, I I think, first of all, Hope. I wonder if you she woke up wait. this morning. Did she think she was going to be featured on an episode of the Mastopod? I don't know. It's, and catapulted it's, it's to sort of immediate t- fame. It's sort of tenuous how she treats. Me and the Mastopod for, for one, sure, dude. Any girl <laughs> is not gonna re- really be down with what we're doing. Right well, she's now. down with the excitement that I ha- get from it, and she's but she doesn't like when I say, "Do you mind if we Mastopod tonight?" Oh, that sounds and then like. She says, Do you mind if we masturbate together tonight? Right. So, right. You know. So she says you need to stop saying Gross. to Mastopod. It's disgusting. Uh, it's a little bit of like man cave masturbation kind of Should thing. Should we edit that out? Now I'm the. the uh, no man, this is unedited. But what I was gonna say was that you, uh, I think I'm gonna do it. You, your desire to turn on somebody who has been—I've tried to turn her on a mass on for so long, and it's failed. Except for uh, that one acoustic song at the end of *Leviathan*, Joseph Merrick. Joseph Merrick. But I, the 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 the, shot, the light in your eyes at trying to turn somebody on the mastodon it was incredible to watch. Not only that, I know you tried to play to her sentimental side. By making it about like his a crazy group. woman, no, played to Colleen's sentimental no, side I'm by making like, it about by picking a song that is a, like a sentimental song. Lyrically. I wasn't calling her a crazy woman. Let me just this is has the potential to you were saying Elise is like a, crazy a big woman. fucking asshole. The lyrics are about a crazy woman, and and not I'm not saying she's crazy. Like that's why I picked those lyrics. I'm saying anybody can relate to that. I thought it was about Bron's relationship with his aunt, and she's it the is, one. But who she was kind of nuts. Yeah, but but I'm saying that I'm the fact that, that he is looking back because she might no, but I'm saying the fact that he's looking back sentimentally about his aunt and writing about it plays to 
Colleen's also very sentimental. Her person. ability and tendency to reflect. Yeah, so you're really, you're making a, a pretty strong move to turn around, but you know, she's n- she's never gonna like Mastodon. Right. <laughs> wow, we've really. Okay, where are we now? I think where we're are at we the next in the commercial Master break? Pod. And I think we're gonna come back and, and wrap it up with the in Instapod. Instapod. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. We got to get over to. Um, yeah. I I got about. Is it only six five to twelve eight right now? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, I got we're about, on time. About five to ten minutes here. But we got to go over to our friend Mike's and eat a bunch of deer. Yep. Uh, back after these messages because he is the hunter. The hunter. Ooh, Ooh. scorching. Mike is a hunter. Mm. Now the fucking commercials. Yeah. Well, now we're coming back. We're we still oh, in the air. Now we're back. All right. Commercial here. Did you did, did you listeners happen we to not, catch? We haven't no. gone to the commercial yet. <laughs> did ye listener happen to catch? That ma- monster burp. Who was that? From our neighbor, two houses down. It happens <laughs> to be like frat boy guy. He's two houses away. He's been kicking the soccer ball in the fucking backyard there for two hours. He's a total lax bro, by the way. And that was a total. I'm a junior in college. I've been drinking Natty Light burp. Yeah, that was uh, whatever. Commercial now. This episode of the Mastopod is brought to you by the videos on YouTube that show you how to pronounce words. I don't know if you guys knew about this, but pretty much type in any word on YouTube and uh, it'll tell you how to pronounce it. Or some robot female will tell you how to pronounce it. Isn't that weird? Um, This came up because I was trying to pronounce papyrus and I didn't know if it was like papyrus, papyrus. Uh, I had a feeling it was papyrus, but I typed into Google, how do you pronounce, and then I spelled papyrus, and it directed me to YouTube and this whole world of videos where they tell you how to pronounce words. But something that I like to do now that I know about this is to just enter in words that uh, it's funny to hear this woman say. Like, check this out. Let's type in... Actually, I'm not going to tell you. Let's uh, let's just play it and see how she says it. Toilet bowl. <laughs> There she said it again in the background. Toilet bowl. Let's type in, uh... Actually, I'm not going to tell you again. Here's another word, guys. Sphincter. (laughs) That's also a good one. Okay, how about this one? How about this one? Turkey. I don't know why that one was funny. I just think... I don't know. Turkey. Yeah, there she goes again in the background. Uh, She says it twice, by the way. So, if it... No, uh, three times. Or let's... Are you done? Jeez. Anyway, give it a shot during your downtime. It's fun. Maybe when you're in the toilet bowl, try it. Toilet bowl. Yeah, that's right. Toilet bowl. Uh, anyway, this episode of the Mastopod is brought to you by the lady that helps you pronounce words. She's got a channel on YouTube. Anyway, back to the Mastopod. Uh, actually, let's get her to pronounce Mastodon real quick. Hang on. Mastodon. What? Who was that? That was a man. That wasn't the lady we're used to. But uh, actually, that makes sense because usually it's only guys that are talking about Mastodon or saying the word Mastodon. Uh, They don't have too many female fans. I don't see too many females at their shows. Perhaps that's something we should talk about in episode three of the Mastopod. But for now, back to episode two. And we're back. We are back from the commercial. We don't actually have to wait the length of a commercial yeah, to just, start recording again. Maybe we should just not put commercials in. That was so the that first our fans time. Don't have to worry about commercials. Either. Yeah, that was the first time we didn't we didn't like take an actual commercial like break. By fans, I mean in quote, we don't have fans of the Mastopod at least. We might have few by Dude, now. Dude, the Mastopod is going to make us rich, no doubt about it. Well, we need something to fund our. And I'm going to buy career. this whole fucking block. <laughs> what? We need something to fund our music career. Oh. 
aside from what we are already doing to fund Do it. we? How are we doing? We're doing okay. We're doing, we're doing okay. I mean, we're, we've, we're 11 years in and we're still doing it. Right. How much money do we have in the bank? Actually, we have about $2,500. Actually, more like $3,500 in the bank. We're about to pay some out and pay for some van maintenance. I mean, it's not bad. We have a zero credit card balance and we have a couple thousand dollars. So for an indie band, that's pretty good, I would think. Indie band. For an indie band. Independent band. With, uh, We're not Mastodon. How much money do you think Mastodon has in the Mastodon bank account? Hmm. Well, Mastodon LLC, Bank of America. It's uh, hard to tell. Bank of Alabama. I don't know the flow of their their monies, but I would say... You don't? $50,000? Why don't you know the flow of their monies? I don't know. They need to have some so that they can front money for merchandise, I think, and for like equipment and paying staff and stuff. So maybe they have $100,000. Like a million bucks? Or a million dollars. I don't Not a million dollars. They're mm. ramping up for a tour, so they definitely have some money in the bank right now while they're... You think a couple hundred thousand dollars? In the bank. That's bullshit. They definitely have way more. Why are they going to sit on tons of money? They pay oh, it out. Oh, good question. They pay it. Yeah. I mean, they've got managers, staff, Maybe they aren't crew. that big. Are mass, they're not that big? I think that they're huge, but I think that when you're that big, you just don't sit on a lot of money in your bank account. Plus, it's expensive. The, when you, you know, they, they do things the big way, you know? Big, yeah. I hope they're really rich, though. I hope they're rich, too. I had a dream last night. I just hope they're comfortable so they can continue to, to tour and rock. Yeah, I hope they're not too rich so that they don't give a fuck about writing music anymore. I think that they're impervious to that. Yeah, that's why Brent keeps a modest home. He does, but I think all of them are impervious to that. I think that they're just uh, truly Tw- in it for the music. That's you know it. who I think we need on this podcast? What? Troy. One of the members of Mastodon. Troy. Yeah. We need all of them, but now I feel like he's been underrepresented, and I feel like he might be able to shed some light. There's Laxbro in the yard across the street. Is he burping? Update. Laxbro has just come back out into the yard. With a la- with lacrosse stick? He, ha- he is carrying a defensive lacrosse stick. Is he fucking really? With a, uh, oh with a God, neon a green... Like catcher head, like the thing I used to play lacrosse. I, so I don't know what the fucking Hope, term for this Hope is. was recruited by Yale to play lacrosse and went there before promptly right, quitting baby. to Quit. play drums. Right away, he's sort of doing a dance with his lacrosse stick. I'm telling you, he's been drinking natty light, natty light all day, and now he's blackspraying it up in the backyard. I can't tell if if the ball is in his stick or if he just has that good stick control. I don't. Fault he's doing him, all sorts We of play sports in our backyard all all the time. Anyway, let's totally. Move on. We should stop shitting on this kid. I'm down, dude. Okay. Except when he throws fucking parties. Dude, I had to go over there and break up a party at 3 a.m. True story. I went over there. They were partying their asses off. And I'm like, I am, fuck, I am that old neighbor now. Yeah, you I put on my glasses. I put on my slippers. And I throw a lot of parties. And I walked over there, and it was just like 150 wasted underage kids. And I walk up, and there's four of them out front. And I'd heard a fight in my front yard. So I was like, guys, what's going on here? Like, oh, we'll go get the owner or whatever. This guy, Dave, who lives there, this kid. And while they go back to get them, there's all these fucking kids in the front yard partying. While they go back to get this guy, the cops show up. Hmm. So the cops walk up and everybody runs away except for me. Oh, classic. And I'm standing in the front yard in my glasses and fucking old school neighbor They're like, slippers. sir, are you the host of this yeah. party? <laughs> and the cops come up to me and I'm like, I'm like, guys... <laughs> I, this is not. I would just showed up to try to shut it down too, and uh, 
They're like, ID, please. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're actually like, yeah, we get called here all the time to break it up. I'm like, well, then why the fuck are they still having huge parties? Two more bros just came out into the yard. <laughs> and, we, you know. And then I went back to bed. They're, they're, one of them is showing the other some cradling moves. Oh, man. There incredible. looks to be a beer pong table set up. I wonder if they're on the lax team. Dude, we are so far off Mastopod. We need to get back to Mastopod. I know, but this... Oh, my God. Another guy just came out. Who The guy who had had the stick before, he started juggling a soccer ball, and he did a sweet rainbow. Do you think but if you right. challenge those guys to a sporting match, we'd beat them still? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Okay, so let's let's hit it on the last... <laughs> talk I don't about, know. It depends what sport we play. Talk about a, yeah. master, uh, a bro moment right there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, dude. We could totally we, take them in whatever physical competition we, we engage in. But, um, <laughs> okay, bro. All right. Okay. Now to wrap it up with it, with an episode of the Instapod. Yeah, let me get my uh, let me get my phone out. So we're gonna go. Do you want to go uh, Brent or do you want to go Cream Ale? It's at Behinds for Brent and Let's, at I Cream Ale. Oh, you're telling the audience. Yeah, I know. For, I know uh, what it is for Braun and then. Bill is butter slacks, but his is private, so we can't see it. You know, um, nothing against Braun, and we'll get to Braun's Instagram account, but let's do uh, Brent's. Do we have to stick to the most recent? No, I want to do Braun has Braun hasn't been doing that much recently, but he has amazing uh, ones. What? He's... <laughs> you're just like the Lax Bros. I know, I'm just like the Lax Bros. I just burped. <laughs> okay, I'm... Okay, go ahead. Okay, yeah, we're going to take this from uh, last... choose the photo. Last time we took it from Brent's mantelpiece, with which he, like, clip-arted over with some type of iPhone app. Uh, then we're going to skip this one with him and his homie. Uh, it looks like this guy from the Black Lips is chilling with Brent, and they're just chilling. Whatever. That's cool. The next one that Brent has is uh, from four days ago. It has 818 likes. Again, we're at B Hines, B H I N D S. That's his name. And uh, his caption it's a woman flashing the peace sign, sticking her tongue out, and she's got her iPhone and her beer, her koozied beer in the other hand. She's sort of looking up at the camera. And uh, this is Brent's caption This is the one at blah, blah, blah. And he, and he tags her at blah, 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 blah. That makes me realize that life is amazing, fun, exiting. Which probably wanted, he wanted to be exciting. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and loving. And then some emojis, which are worth describing. Uh, the smiley face with the heart eyes. Um, the big googly eyes that are looking off to one side. A green heart, probably because his heart is so full of marijuana. Mm-hmm. And uh, a thumbs up. And then a couple hashtags, no. which are also worth it. Uh, they say, hashtag busy lady. Nope. Hashtag Long-legged lady, where have you been all my life? What? With a little spelling mistake in the middle there, which is like, like hashtags for Brent are like a total minefield because already writing a hashtag is tough because like it does not look right or anything. And you add to that that he has trouble spelling and seems like he often posts. Yeah, what's not, with his spelling? Maybe not in a sober state. So it's, it's like reading his hashtags are going to be tough. But he actually got some pretty good... Long-legged lady, where have you been all my life? Yeah, he got through that one. That this was. A, I mean, first of all, this is just amazing. Like, so this is his girlfriend. It's, it's adorable. Weird. It's weird for him to, th- to think of him with the girl. Although, exactly. And, but uh, he seems like impervious to like r- like touchy romance. Why? Because he's so hairy. I don't know. Because he's such You're a hairy. He's such a monster on the guitar. Um. 
And the th- uh, whatever. I, anyway, this uh, guys paparazzi style. This looks to be. It looks to be like we found Brent's girlfriend. Maybe it's so creepy. This is yeah. So I guess this is he decided to take it. Take it Instagram. Yeah, it's his fucking fault. He's putting it out there. He 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 was willing to take a step with this girl that I'm putting it out there to my social media. Sixty five thousand people. That you're my He's woman. He's got sixty five. How many does he have? About half that. Okay, so I'm willing to tell my 35,000 Instagram fans that this is my lady, and she looks great. She's sticking her tongue out. She has a, a quill tattoo on her palm, which is actually quite similar to Colleen's tattoo on her foot. Uh, and she's flashing a peace sign. I already said all Has some of pretty rocking bangs. Otherwise, it's not that clear where they are or what they're doing. I mean, they're obviously at a party of some sort. Yeah, he obviously likes her. Um, this might be the girl that... Oh no! I'm not gonna get in his. I'm no. not gonna like get him in trouble. This might be a girl he referenced in a YouTube interview. But anyway, as we move on, though, you try. Okay, so let's see who it's this girl the same is. Girl. Right? So you I click on this girl, and who is she? She doesn't have any kind of a. I didn't do that. Yet. I did that. I'm going there. I'm taking the next step, bro. Okay. So then you think, well, maybe a further clue would be: Does she post any pictures with Brent? What's you know what I'm saying? I don't see anything. So you go there, and you don't see any pictures of her with Brent. So you wonder. Maybe she's just not like that. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, she just posts a lot of selfies and seems to be an artist of some sort. Not a lot of selfies. Seems to be an artist. This is definitely the weirdest fucking part of this podcast. We're just... Bro, it's a weird podcast. I know. All right, so let's move on. This is... That makes me feel weird. One more of his? No, just let's breathe breathe through the next... uh, couple no this you're right we'll leave it at this next one uh the one after the the one of his girlfriend he, there's a picture of do you know who this is no it appears to be some 70s all black band group right uh, would they music. they're not they don't have any musical instruments so i don't know why you think they're a band i don't know i'm looking to see I'm, you keep talking i'm gonna look through and see if any of the comments okay who it i'll is. keep talking mastodon to you so somebody says it's the Chambers brothers. The Chambers brothers. Okay, he has a picture of the Chambers brothers, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten black dudes and one white guy with a mustache. In the back. Oh yeah, one one white guy, maybe Mexican, with a big Fu Manchu. And uh, this photo is a is a poster or a flyer for Brent's uh, side project, Fiend Without a F- Face. Yeah. Don't forget to come see Fiend Without a Face open for Macedon at the Earl Stiff Penalties Benefit Broomstick Fundraiser. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know, but now here's what I'm saying. So, that show, as far as I understand it, was a surprise. Uh, And do you think that that's how the secret got out, that they were playing that show? Interesting. Like this, because he just kind of drops it, hey, that Macedon was playing at the Earl. But he doesn't say when. Yeah, I don't know. So, do you think that's a orchestrated play on his part, or do you think it that's just how it unfolded? I wonder. I mean, here's the uh, Grammy-nominated metal giants Mastodon thrilled a packed house at the Earl on Thursday, headlining a fundraiser for local musician Steve Stiff Penalty McGeek's medical bills. It was a rare opportunity for fans to see a major label act in a 300-cap club. Since the band was not on tour, their set list was a mix of old and new tracks, culminating with a raucous jam of blood and thunder. Uh, opening support was provided by Athens noise rockers Motherfucker, Mick Peaks, and Brent Hines' longtime metal-charged surf and rockabilly project, Fiend Without a Face. 
Wow, what a fun night for God, everybody. Motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, wow. that would have been a great one. Anyway, interesting. I wonder if that's how he announced it, but... Yeah. And then... Go his ahead. most recent one, one more? is his most recent one is a video. Now every once in a while he posts one with the other guys, and it, it's hashtag lovebirds, thumbs up, heart with an arrow through it, or a ribbon around it, uh, okay sign, open eyes, and a bird, chick, like a chick, a chick. Like, and it's yeah, like thumbs up to love. This is awesome. Look at that. And it's Bron slow dancing or like uh, doing a two step with uh, I guess that's his girlfriend or wife. Wife. In the lobby of a hotel, a fancy hotel looks like, with a whole bunch of other people. Is this geotagged? No, it's not geotagged. Fuck. But it's obviously not like a, a party. There's just people sitting around, but it looks like it's dance lessons. Anyway, it looks like Bron taking dance lessons. Look, I think... Can we enter into a little bit? So, I think it's quite obvious that Brent is in love. He's, talk, he's thinking a lot about love. He's thinking a lot about love. He's taking photos of other people in love, in this case, Bron and his wife, and he's posting a lot of hearts and stuff like that, and I don't think he's being, oh my god, dude, look at Jack. Again, we're outside, and uh, our cats are around us, and Jack is so, Jack's our cat, he's so focused. Because there's, you know why? Because there's a shitload of squirrels that are uncovering their winter nuts that are hidden in our lawn, and now there's a ton of little holes in our lawn. See that all right there? That's and that hole and that hole. Those are all squirrels uncovering their nuts, and How Jack cute. is having a fucking field day. He has killed squirrels. Really, adult-sized squirrels? Yes. Remember, uh, he's killed at least one squirrel. I saw him bring in a, a infant squirrel. No, he's he killed a. It was like I was so. It, it looked like it hadn't. Even, it looked like he pulled yeah. it out of the squirrel. Yeah. It looked like it hadn't been born yet. It looked like a oh my God. squirrel zygote. Okay, we, we're gonna have to end the mass spot here. And this, the squirrel's getting closer, and Jack is yeah, laser the, focused. The the, the throwdown is about to. You know what? I'm gonna Instagram a picture of Jack. Okay, I'm gonna get the squirrel. Hang on, guys. Hang on. Ah, uh, there's the squirrel. So, got it. You got yours. I repeat, do you have yours? Oh, man, I have it. Good. Get the crouch. He's crouching now. I'm right in the crouch. Ooh, I got the, I got the fucking squirrel now. He's closer. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're coming close. Dude. Whoa, I'm going to video this. Hang on. Jack is hunting this squirrel. The squirrel has the advantage because he's in the tree, but Jack hasn't ruled out uh, That's amazing. possibilities. Anyway, well, hey. A weird ending to this episode two of Mastopod. Yeah, and I'm hungry. Let's go to Mike's and eat meat. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening. We'll be back again with another episode of the Mastopod. Thanks for listening to episode two of the Mastopod. And what are we going to go out with? Can we go out with uh, Iron Tusk, my favorite Mastodon song? All right. That's two from Leviathan. Fuck it. Fuck it. Here's Iron Tusk, motherfuckers. (laughs) 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 (la